and welcome back to Becoming Your Best Version. Today, I have with me Julie Reisler, who I met years ago when we were both at, I think, the National Press Club. Was that it? With our books? We were at it, definitely at a book fair, and you had just published Get a PhD in Yourself, and I had published uh, 50 After 50, and our tables were near each other, and we just started talking and exchanged books, and little did I know that Julie would change my life. She is just an amazing person with so many credits to her name. I can't even begin to list them all, or it might take the whole the whole program. But read in the show notes. She does super amazing things. Um, she's an author. She's a TEDx speaker. She helps women all over the country. She's founder and CEO of Empowered Living. She's a master transformational coach, best-selling author, podcast host of the USU. She's been featured in Forbes magazine, Mind Body Green, the Chopra Center, Thrive Global, and is author of the Get a PhD in You book series. She's not just a one-time TEDx speaker, sorry about that, a multi-time TEDx speaker. And she's a teacher on the popular app Insight Timer with more than 135,000 downloads. She's also the founder of Life Designer Coaching Certification Academy and Sacredology Community. She has a master's in health and wellness coaching and is on the faculty at Georgetown University in their coaching program. She loves guiding big-hearted spiritual entrepreneurs to be their USU in their careers and life. And her website is in the show notes. And I have been to one of her retreats and it was transformational. So welcome, Julie. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Maria. I'm, I'm honored to be here and I'm so excited. I love the topic and conversation and just excited to honor to be here with you today. So you help women with a lot of different things. And I know that when I was in one of your retreats, it was all about, um, well, becoming your best version, whatever that happens to be. And you had all these great quotes and exercises and you utilize creativity or rather help us to use our own creativity. Um, so many different modalities. I guess my first question is, how did you get into this work? How did you know that this was your calling? Because you definitely have a gift. Um, and in my opinion, at least one of your gifts is helping other people find out that, about their essence and how to magnify what's really good in them. Mm, thank you so much. That's beautiful. I, I appreciate what you said. And, you know, it's funny as I'm listening to you <laughs> and I, I, I bet others listening will really can really relate to this. Honestly, a lot of the, the, the door, the door that I walked through that led me to this path was, was a doorway um, of a lot of pain actually. And a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff that I wanted to really look at and deal with in myself. Um, I always loved people. I always loved, um, understanding like what, what motivates me and others. I was a psychology major. I was a public health major, but I didn't want to be a therapist. Um, my best friend is one. It just didn't call to me. And 
for me, it came through the back door of, um, I actually, you know, I'm very open about it. I struggled for a long, long time with, um, with addiction, especially as it relates to food and overeating and trying to mask emotions. I did not learn how to really have emotions and handle them and be with them and move through them. And I think for many of us, um, especially women, you know, it was taught to be, be, make sure you're a nice girl and you're kind to everyone, which normally, I mean, I like to be kind to people, but really didn't learn how to own those feelings and how to, you know, to really be comfortable in who I am. And so I actually found myself in a situation, this is about almost 20 years ago, where it was like, do I stay on the planet or do I get help? And thank goodness, I uh, thank goodness, I really tuned in. I had a small voice. This is why I do a lot around intuition. I heard my small voice that said, Julie, if you get help here, your whole life will change for the better. And I was part of a support group. I've done work in 12 steps and coaching and therapy. And I mean, I've, I've joked like, you know, for $40,000 and more, you too can kind of get who you are. But the truth is it it, it was, it was less that, that, I mean, sure, (laughs) definitely the therapist I saw for a long time, she probably did very well from seeing with me, seeing me, but you know, it was really the inner work. It was showing up. It was starting to unpack um, and excavate these crazy, mean stories. That, and for me, I, I I feel like I was really that bully to myself. Um, and it wasn't a lot of external, um, you know, my, my family, very loving. There were, of course, challenges like any family, but it was me doing it to myself. And I had put a lot of pressure on myself I, without going into all those details. And I just slowly through this process of just deciding I'm going to learn to freaking love myself and honor who I am and be, you know, we get one shot here, you know, I, it hopefully is a long lifetime, but it's a, it's one shot. And I just really start to do that very deep work. And I'm talking lots of hours and time and energy. And that was really, it's, you know, over time I started to, what I feel like I did is excavate myself. And that led to, you know, decisions like, leaving a marriage that did not support me, my, who I am, who I was becoming, um, leaving a day job to start my own business, you know, managing an autoimmune disorder, starting, you know, as a single mom, um, a business with, with really almost nothing, um, writing a book when it was just, you know, an idea that seemed kind of crazy. So for me, I, I just, I think in, in digging out and excavating and really seeing my own essence and helping others and learning how, you know, I, helping coaching, guiding other women to do that. It became, um, obsession is I'm careful because with an addiction background, I don't want to say it that way, but it's something I feel so powerful and passionate about. I do believe there's a lot of healing. Our country, our world is, is, is asking for, and I have seen it with myself. Healing happens when we start to learn to love ourselves and step into our highest self and calling. And so I am a huge advocate. I'm a huge believer that that is what's needed. Anything I can do to help others see their true, feel their true essence that I'm signed me up. That's what I'm about. So little, a little bit longer than I meant to, but it definitely comes from a place of, you know, I know what it's like to feel really, um, crappy inside and to put a mask on and seem like all is well and not feel that way. And, and that is not a way to live. It just isn't. Yeah. 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 Well, I have been open about in my writing and in my podcast about my sobriety journey. And while I think the substances were different from the two of us, we 
for the two of us. We definitely share a background in hitting a bottom and coming back from that and using our pain as a force for good in the world. So um, I love how you have a lot of different modalities for helping people like your the USU morning declaration cards. Tell us about those. Yeah, I was gonna say I have them here. I can always pull a card at the end if you're interested. Oh they're yeah. Fun. They're fun. I look, I gotta tell you, everything I do, it comes from either what I want for myself to use or what's helped me. And so, you know, I have really firsthand seen the power of setting intentions of um, you know, it's not just using declarations or affirmations. There's, there's a aspect of adding in the emotion piece. There's an aspect of asking yourself new questions. And so, um, this was one of my favorite things that I did right away. I was like, I've got to create cards for myself that I can literally pull every day. And, um, so they are 33 cards. They're 33 different intentions, very powerful words, intentions with declarations and then cards, uh, questions to really ask yourself, like, how do I integrate this? How do I use, you know, the intention might be self-expression. What does it mean to, how can I be fully self-expressed today? How can I use my voice? That would be an example. Um, so a lot of fun. And frankly, I use them all the time with clients, with myself, um, gifts, and they've been very helpful for me to also kind of get, okay, what is my, what is my focus today? Mm-hmm. What, what do I, what do I want to really hone in on? That's going to help me to be um, heart centered and of service and really my best self. Yeah. It seems like a combination of manifesting and intention setting and also um, affirmation Yeah, because um, I'm a big believer in affirmations and I thought they were silly at first but I was forced in rehab to say affirmations every day for 45 days. And by the end, I believed them and they lifted me up, definitely. So, and I'm, I know that the listeners can't see you, but I can see two beautiful pieces of art behind you that say uplifting, beautiful manifesting things. Like it always seems impossible until it's done or she created a life she loved. And um, I, I love that. Surrounding yourself with positivity, I think is really, really important. That which we focus on becomes magnified, which we both know. And uh, I have read your Get a PhD in You book, which I love, but can you tell our listeners about that book? Yeah. So remember when I talked about the 40,000 plus on like everything, I'm talking personal development programs, coaches, therapy. I I think what happened was um, once I finally had the courage and took action and left my job and started my own business for a full year, Maria, and I just say this because if anyone listening has had this like voice or inner knowing, listen to it. For a full year, I heard, Julie, you got to write a book. You got to write a book. And all I could think of is like, oh God, I'm such a flowery writer. Like I remember in 10th grade, I was told that I'm too flowery and that I write a lot of words. And what do we, how, what, like wrong girl, go to somebody else. I don't think you got the right person. And it was a year, I literally a year I heard that. And finally I, I met with a friend who'd written a book and she's like, Julie, this is what you do. And she took out a napkin at Starbucks and she just wrote a flower. And she's like, this is how you write it. You put the title in the middle 
I went home that night and I wrote the, I'm literally the outline in like, it wrote me in 10 minutes. I knew, I knew the title. I knew it was unbelievable. And what I realized this book was like written for the younger me. Had I had the opportunity seriously to have had this book because it's part memoir and it's part, you know, you're working through, there's a lot of questions and activities. I wrote it for myself prior to getting into recovery. I wrote it for that girl, you know, in that first few weeks of really just like, what do I do? Is this going to ever change? And so I wrote it for me. I wrote it for, I was working with a client who's in a similar space and I wrote it to her. And I was like, you know, something it's 20 bucks. It's not (laughs) 40,000. Like that is pretty, that's pretty significant. And I just, I added in everything that has really, really helped me to change my beliefs, my stories, to tap back into the essence of me, the girl that, you know, loved to dance before she was told she was too big, too fat, whatever, um, all those stories. So it really became like, for me, a way to help anybody who has any, look, I don't know anyone that doesn't have some kind of crazy limited beliefs, but oftentimes, you know, who you are, you know, I know this for me, there are things in your life that, um, I just know there, there are times where it feels like, where's the light? The light isn't on anymore. And I really wrote it for, for the person who's like, where the heck is my light? I can't feel it or see it. Um, cause I was there. I, I, I mean, I, I know what that's like. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. As do I, as do I. And another vehicle you use to reach people is your online course. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So you, the, the, um, hungry for more, um, oh, hungry for more. Yes. I'm like hungry for more. Oh my goodness. I, so it's really interesting. You know, it's like, I really believe we often teach, like I'm teaching and learning what I need to be reminded of. And so I went back and got my master's degree in health and wellness and coaching, and then also in nutrition and mindfulness was, was baked in. And, um, we had to do these mindfulness classes. And I remember I couldn't sit still. And my teacher was like, I've never seen anyone who needs to sit still more than you, like <laughs> you, my friend, you need to slow down. And for overachiever types, it's really hard. I had, I really couldn't do it. It was very hard at first. Um, and in that I took a lot of classes on, um, nutrition, but also intuitive eating. And I started to integrate, um, a little bit more of a, intuitive approach. So I come from, you know, recovery with overeating and really tapping into spirituality there. Um, And I really believe we all have incredible wisdom in our body intuition. Our body is extremely beyond intelligent. And so I started to look at what, you know, I started to shift my behaviors around food. And I realized it's really not course about the food, there's so much more. It's really these hungers. Like, what am I really, really hungry for? And what I could see is food was like one, there were six of them. And so I just, it it was the coolest thing I sat down and I'm like, it kind of, again, wrote me. And so I wrote, um, created hungry for more, which I have an insight time where it's an audio course. And then I have the full course, which has you know, worksheets and slides and all of that. But I really saw it's, there's something going on when I'm looking to eat and I'm not hungry, Mm -hmm. there are six types of hungers that you can really tap into. And so that was one of the things I just felt, especially in the beginning of when I started doing this work, I really wanted to help those that are struggling with, um, with eating, with refine, with redefining the way you look at food and your body Mm -hmm. wisdom. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to picture you as having had an issue with food because you look like the epitome of health right now. 
Well, I, I will take it. I'll also add at the same time I got my degree, I had a complete health breakdown. I had a, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder with my thyroid. Wow. Um, yeah. And I know I can tell you right now, Maria, that was connected a hundred percent, you know, for those who know about the chakras and your energy systems, it was all about not speaking my voice for a very long time. And our bodies are listening. This is why, I mean, seriously, I, 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 I work, I'm every day. It's like, okay, we're going to make a choice to be, to be in alignment with vibrancy and health. Cause I can tell you, um, you know, my doctor's still like, what are you doing? Um, the numbers that I had then I, you know, they had said, you, I'm surprised you're doing so well. And mm -hmm. I really believe in this work. And I believe our, our mind, our, body wisdom can, can help us heal. I think it's our, it's our birthright. So thank you for saying that. That is, <laughs> I don't take that. I don't take that, uh, lightly. I really def, you know, I put a lot of, um, love into my body today. I really do. Right. Well, I agree with you. The psychosomatic connection. Um, we all have heard stories about people with cancer who through sheer positivity and belief and elevation of their vibration and spirit, have been able to overcome some really terrible diagnoses. So yeah. I applaud you for that. And another very interesting part of your offerings is sacredology. I don't know a lot about it, about it though. Can you explain? Yeah, so I am, you know, I would say my business, my work, my career, everything is guided. My GPS is my intuition, is my mm -hmm. inner wisdom. and. It's a long story, so I'll make it really short. Um, I was visiting my dad about two years ago, had a terrible fall, like down 13 concrete stairs in his basement. They thought he wasn't going to make it. Um, I had had a very strange intuitive premonition beforehand. That's a whole other story. Um, I knew he was not well, and I got a call the next day. I booked a flight. I'm from Boston, so I flew back to Boston. And this is before COVID. I was in the airport, and I just saw, you know, for me, I pay attention these days to, you know, inner wisdom. And I saw this book and all I saw was the word sacred and it just blew up in front of me. And I was, what I do when I, when I get those kinds of, um, kind of nudges, I was on the plane and I just journaled for the, the hour and a half, the whole time. What is this sacred? And I, long story short, I, uh, as I was journaling, I saw something said, look at the word sacred. It is the same lettering as scared, scared and sacred are the same. And I started to write and I'm like, who's scared? What's happening? And I, and I heard sacredology and I'm like, what is that? And I spent a year writing. What does that mean? What is this scare to sacred? And it was literally at the beginning of the pandemic, literally like March 16th, I woke up and I heard a voice within me, my inner guidance said, um, you need to make a bigger effort to help people. And you need to get this sacredology off the ground and create a space for people to go from fear to faith. Um, wow. it's, not, it's not a religious group. It's, it's really a group to, you know, a community to tap into your own sacred self, your own inner wisdom and learn how to shift that, you know, feelings of fear of being scared and how to trust the guidance that I believe we're all born with. So that literally was birth. Um, it took a year or so before, but that, that came right at the beginning of the pandemic. And, um, it's just been a beautiful community. We, I, I teach how to tap into your intuition and how to like listen and trust it. Um, I found it saved my life over and over again. Wow. That's something I really need. I have, I'm just learning post 50 
how to trust my intuition because I usually get myself so over busy, over busy that I can't even hear that inner voice. I'm moving too fast. So I will definitely look into that. And uh, I like to ask all my guests, what do you do to become your best version? Well, I love that question. I'm like, okay, Julie, like hone in. Cause I could, <laughs> there's a lot of ways to answer that. Look, what I really feel is at the core of all of us. So at the core of me, the core of you, the core of each of us, we are created from this essence, this, this intelligence that is love-based. Um, so for me, the most important thing is to allow that aspect of me to anything that gets in the way of that thoughts, beliefs, to allow that to kind of melt is the best way to say it. And so you know, for me, it starts with when I wake up, I do, um, for those who might know Reiki, it's, mm -hmm. it's a very ancient practice hands. There are eight positions. Um, if you don't know it, you could just even put your hand on your heart. Um, but I start off with giving myself energy, healing, loving energy, um, meditation follows. I do, I do a 20 minute for me, a mantra based kind of a transcendental meditation, um, and I, I really picture myself um, after that, just embodied with light. And I ask every morning to be of service uh, for the highest good of me and all those I'm here to serve. And I ask for the divine. I have a different name every day, but a divine God, goddess, the universe, higher power to guide me. Um, mm -hmm. And I actually, to me, it's about getting out of my own way. Um, it's you know, we all have the ego and fear. And for me, what I'm, what I'm interested in is changing the kind of um, world we live in where the consciousness, the, what we, what we naturally go to is more of a frequency or energy of, of love and acceptance and compassion. And I know it starts with myself. So, you know, doing that is that that's like every day part of what I do. But I think the other piece is just being loving and compassionate. When I, something happens, I'm not thrilled about, you know, I yell at my child. I got angry with my mom the other night, just hand in my heart being loving to myself. Um, and that has been a huge, you know, healing gift. Um, yeah. I don't always remember to do it, but I try to. And of course, you know, the question is how can I be loving to myself right now? Cause I know the more I do that, the more I can give that to others. Absolutely. That is a beautiful, beautiful response. And unlike anyone that we have received so far. So thank you for that. And uh, I am just so blessed to have you in my life. And thank you for sharing a taste of your gifts with our listening audience. So come back next week and we will interview another amazing woman. If you want to learn more about Julie's work, look at juliereisler.com. And um, she's also on all social media chat channels and you can get the links on her website. And all of this is in the show notes. So thank you again, Julie. Thank you so much. And thank you for the light that you are spreading in the world. Oh, namaste.